Welcome to the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I'm your host and teacher, Eddie Hyatt. So glad you've joined me today as we continue to unpack Paul's incredible letter to the church in Ephesus, filled, jam-packed with so much powerful truth that is still so relative for Christians today, telling us who we are as believers in Jesus and who we are as as a church, as the body of Christ, and all of this. And yesterday, we were talking about verse, verse 21, where that we, the people of God, we are described as the hagios neos, which, which means a, the, a holy sanctuary. We are God's dwelling place. Interesting little story to illustrate this by the late David Yonggi Cho, who founded, co-founded with his uh, mother-in-law what became the largest church in the world in Seoul, South Korea. I had the privilege of spending a week there um, and, and attending uh, services and a leadership conference that he was hosting. Um, he paid all of my expenses while I was there, or Robert's. Uh, ministries in Tulsa. This is back in 1988. It was the year of the Olympics that were in Seoul that year, and uh, 1988. So I spent a week there. What an incredible time it was! Uh, but he tells a story. He, he was um, he he grew up as a Buddhist, but as a young man, he was healed of tuberculosis, became a devout follower of Jesus, and later founded this church in an old. A tent that the American army left behind, who were there for the Korean War, and he patched he and his a woman who later became his mother-in-law patched it up, and they began a church in the slums of Seoul, Korea, that became the largest church in the world. And I, and I heard the late Lester Sumrall say it was the wealthiest church in the world. But he told about how that uh, as their church was growing, and and people from other religions were coming in and. Uh, many people from these Eastern religions, they their religions, they have their own temples, and the temples are referred to as the dwelling place of their God. So they can give you the address of their God. You know, that's how strongly they believe, you know, and there's, there's some Christians who are almost that strongly about their buildings. But, but when the Bible talks about us being the temple, the, the sanctuary of God, it's talking about the people, not a building of wood and brick and mortar. And so he said that as he was preaching about uh, the heavenly father, he said he had people coming up to him and saying, what is the address of the heavenly father? And he said he would point up and say, uh, he said, Heather, he said, but this answer really never satisfied his own heart because he realized that someone on the opposite side of the earth, if they gave a similar answer, they would be pointing up but in the opposite direction. So he said he re really began to seek God and asking God, God, what is your address? Because again, the people of these other religions, Eastern religions in Korea, today, of course, uh, Christianity today is the dom dominant religion uh, religion in in South Korea, and uh, but at that time it wasn't so. Uh, this would be in the 1950s, and they all had an address for their God, which was the temple. 
And so he began, he said, he began to read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation and seeking God. And, and, and his, his heart cry was, God, what is your address? Where do you live? What's your, what's your address? And as, as he read and especially began to read in the New Testament, the revelation that I've been sharing with you this week began to dawn on his heart. And he began to realize that we, the people of God, we are his dwelling place. We are his sanctuary. We are the place where he has chosen to dwell. So he said there was one Sunday he announced to the people after this became very clear to him. He said, uh, he said, next week, I'm going to share with you the address of the heavenly father. And he said the next week there was an extra large crowd because people had invited their neighbors and their loved ones because this Christian pastor is going to tell us the address of the Heavenly Father. And so there came to a certain time in the service where he said to the people, said, and this would be a large congregation of thousands of people, and he said, I am now going to tell you the address of our Heavenly Father. And he said he saw people all throughout the, the audience pulling out uh, pads of paper and their pencils ready to write down the address of the Heavenly Father. And he said, the address of the Heavenly Father is my address. And he saw the people looking at him in shock. He said, now don't be afraid. I am not teaching you heresy for the Heavenly Father's address is also your address. <laughs> and then he began to share with them the same scriptures that I am sharing with you that we are the temple and not just, you know, any old temple, we are that holy of holies. We are that sanctuary, that that sanctuary of God, the dwelling place of God. And so let's read this verse again. Verse uh, 21, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple, a hagios naos in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Now, the Greek word for habitation in verse 22 that I just read, in whom you also are being built together for a, the King James says habitation, for a habitation of God. Uh, my new King James I'm reading from says dwelling place, but the Greek word that is translated habitation in the King James and dwelling place in the new King James is the Greek word toi kateryon, which means a permanent dwelling place as opposed to a tent. Now, in Paul's day, there was a large population of, of mobile societies, uh, people who were uh, desert peoples who were continually on the move, uh, sheep herders, cam uh, camel herders, and, and different types of people uh, who lived in temporary dwellings, tents that could be easily taken down and carried to their, their next location. But the, the word that Paul uses here in verse 22 is a word that refers not to one of those mobile temporary dwellings, not to a tent, but refers to a permanent dwelling place. And so this is quite amazing. For he says that we, believers in Jesus, are being built together 
as a holy sanctuary where God will eternally dwell. He's never going to look for another dwelling place other than you and I. Let that sink in. What, what incredible plans God has for those who put their faith in Jesus Christ. We cannot begin to imagine what God has in store for us. We are being built together for a permanent dwelling place for God. Now, I'm going to close with, with two passages of Paul in 1 Corinthians. Uh, uh, now, I'm just going to read one, and I'll close with this. And this is how this should cause us should be a, and Paul uses it as a motivation to live godly, upright lives. And in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 15, he says, Do you not know that your, that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot or a prostitute? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with him? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits commits sexual immorality, sins against his own body. Now listen to this, verse 19. Or do you not know that your body is the temple? It's that word naos. Your body is the naos, the sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have of God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Wow, you were bought a big price for you. You belong to God and your body. Now, these, these passages that we read in Ephesians were talking about the church as, as, a, as a corporate body being the sanctuary of God. But here, Paul talks about us as individuals, our individual body being the naos, are the sanctuary of God. And he and, and and he uses it. He says, How can you even think about aligning your body in sexual immorality when your body is the naos, the sanctuary of the holy living God? Wow. For you were bought at a price. God paid a big price for you. The, the, the blood of the Son of the living God. He says, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Folks, what an incredible thing God has done for us. We have become his sanctuary, his dwelling place. Let's allow him to flow out freely through us. And I'll, I'll close with this one little story. When I had to overcome shyness uh, growing up. I was a very shy, backward kid. And, uh, you know, when I was a kid, if we had company and I didn't know who it was, I would go hide somewhere or go somewhere until they left. 
but God called me into the ministry and I had to overcome that. And and one day I, I had this picture of myself and God was willing to emphasize to me that he was dwelling in me and he wanted to come out. And I saw myself with these, like these iron bands around my chest, around my upper body that was holding me in. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, when you come out, I come out. And, and I was reminded of this scripture here where he says, uh, verse 17, he, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. The Holy Spirit has come in to dwell with us. But his spirit becomes, in a sense, mingled with our spirit. He, he expresses himself through us and through our unique personalities and even through our vocabularies. He expresses us through the, the unique persons that we are. And what God was saying to me, hey, you're my sanctuary. You're my temple. I want to come out. I want to express myself through you. But I can't do that unless you come out. And when you come out, I come out. <laughs> out of your belly, Jesus said, will flow rivers of living water. So you are the sanctuary of God. Be his witness. Let him flow out through you and touch other lives through his presence and power. I'm Eddie Hyatt. This is the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. Hope you'll check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. Um, you're welcome to be in touch. If these uh, there's contact information there and a lot of resources and a bookstore that will help you, and I look forward to seeing you next time.